everybody. Thanks for tuning into the 8160 tonight here on the bridge 90.9 on your radio dial. Excited to have a special week, another special week. It's my favorite season of the year. It's best of season. Last week on the show, I played music from some of my favorite EPs of 2020 from Kansas City musicians, along with one musician not from Kansas City, Christina and the Queens. And uh, this week we're joined by a special guest, Bill Brownlee, who also liked that EP. I was excited to see. Bill Brownlee's hanging out with us. We're on a Zoom call. I'm in the nook off my dining room, and he's in the attic of his home in Prairie Village. How are you, Bill? I'm well. Thank you, Chris. I always look forward to this, and I was, I was late to ask you to do it this year, so thanks for jumping on board and doing a best of show with us. It's always fun to have you in our studio and hang out and do a little music nerd sparring and uh, not able to do that in person right now. Although you were the last person I ever had on my show live. We recorded at my dining room table the second week of March, me and you and Sarah, before we really understood (laughs) what the next year of our lives would all look like uh, in quarantine and COVID times. That was a fun show. We did the Kansas City Women in Music show. Yeah, what were we thinking sitting next to one another? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we were sharing a microphone even. But we didn't know. We were idiots in this game. But, you know, that was a long time ago. That feels like 10 years ago. Uh, Doesn't it? It was, you know, like I said, the second week of March. Thanks for coming in and hanging out with us. Uh, a little intro of you. Bill Brownlee is a longtime music fanatic and a huge music nerd. A longtime contributing writer for the Kansas City Star. A prolific blogger at There Stands the Glass and also Plastic Sax. He's a virtual opera aficionado. He's a KCUR contributor and a longtime guest on this show, a sounding board for this show, and also a sounding board for my life. You did a segment earlier this year on KCUR when you scratched off your 100th opera. Yeah, that's right. I was listening. Very interesting take on the whole thing. And I always love Kraski's perspective on anything. But your uh, opera streak is continuing. Yeah, I think I'm at 271 now. That's 271 operas on 271 consecutive days. So instead of being able to go out and see live music everywhere, every night, multiple venues a night for you sometimes, you've turned that time and love and passion into becoming an aficionado of opera online. Yeah, I had all this time on my hands, obviously, just like we all do. I couldn't go out to see live music anymore, and I had to fill that void. And I'd always been curious about opera, didn't really know much about it. I'd been to, I think, seven operas pre-COVID in my lifetime. Uh, And I thought, this is a blind spot that I'm going to get a good perspective on and finally learn about. And as I told Steve Kraske, it took about 60 days, two months before it's finally started to come into focus for me. And I genuinely love it now. And I'm tentatively thinking about stopping on January 1st, or at least cutting back to just one a week. But I really enjoy the process. Two nights ago, I watched a uh, four and a half hour opera. Les Toyons, and I was completely absorbed the entire time. Well, if you're just tuning in, this is the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge, and uh, we're hanging out this week with our special guest, Bill Brownlee, who in the wake of no live music, really, and uh, COVID times, has turned a lot of his love towards opera online, uh, live stream, not live streams, but recorded operas in advance. And then, um, but he also is the biggest music nerd I think I probably know, and his extensive listing, list-making, archiving of music always makes for a really fun show. He has listed out his favorite songs of the year, favorite albums of the year, his favorite local albums, local EPs, his person of the year, and his plastic sax person of the year. I always look forward to seeing who your plastic sax person of the year is. And uh, his plastic sax blog is all about jazz and It's been going on for, I don't know, a decade plus now and features reviews all the time whenever there's brand new music from a Kansas City musician. And I was a little surprised by your pick this year. I guess I shouldn't be, but tell us about the Plastic Sax Person of the Year for 2020. Yeah, it was a cop out this year. You're you're right. (laughs) Uh, You know, usually it's uh, like my first Plastic Sax Person of the Year was Herman Mahari and, you know, Jeff Harshbarger, uh, you know, club owners like John Scott. You know, it's, it's, I, I run the gamut. Deborah Brown, the great vocalist, uh, has been a person of the year. But this year, given the situation and given that it's the 100th anniversary of his birth, I took the easy route 
out and chose Charlie Parker as the Plastic Sacks Person of the Year. And then for your Artist of the Year on There Stands the Glass, you picked a musician, and I'm not even embarrassed, but I didn't know who it was. And now that I know who it was, I've seen him in like commercials, and he's crushing it on any sort of thing that streams. But go ahead and tell us who your Person of the Year was. Yeah, there's a reggaeton artist who goes by the name of Bad Bunny, who mixes in pop punk, salsa, uh, pop, uh, just a variety of things into his uh, Puerto Rican music. And it's so filled with joy and happiness. And he's such a goofball that in this very difficult year, and I spent a lot of time listening to Dark Drones because that felt appropriate to the year. But when the weather was warm, I'd sit out on my patio in Prairie Village and share Bad Bunny with my neighbors. And it just brought me so much joy. I could pretend I was somewhere else and living a normal life. And he put out three albums this year. They're all excellent. Bad Bunny might have saved my life this year. Do you feel that in addition, separate from, I guess, your opera listening because of the lack of other stuff and lack of stuff to write about even, do you listen to more music this year than you probably have ever? Oh, for sure. And it, it's not just more music, but it's the music I want to be listening to. You know, let's say, for instance, I have been assigned to review a concert by, I don't know, Toby Keith, let's say, uh, who's, you know, maybe Sorry. at the Sprint Center. Sure. You know, I, I'm going to spend a week listening to Toby Keith and, you know, nothing against Toby Keith, but that's not well, something I would not? probably choose to do. Let's have a lot of Toby Keith, actually. Yeah. So, so, so this year, yeah, it's, I've only listened to exactly what I want to be listening to at any given moment. Yeah. It's, and, and in that way, this has been the, you know, the, <laughs> the, the best, uh, you know, the last nine months have been, you know, Nirvana for me. Uh, again, this is the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge, and we're hanging out with our special guest this week, Bill Brownlee. We're going to dive into uh, his five local picks for his favorite albums of the year, and then also his five national picks for albums of the year. And, uh, well, why don't we kick things off there? So uh, the first name on your local albums of the year list is also on my list. The band is called Black Star Kids. That's one word, Black Star Kids. Look it up, fall in love with them, because they're amazing. And typically on my list, I only allow one artist one spot so like if they had an, a great record or a great ep i'd pick and then i'd only give them that they are on your list three times they're on um on the ep's list twice and on the full length once was that it yeah they uh put out an ep uh in march called surf and uh it was one of the most exciting experiences i had all year uh hearing that for the first time with no expectations not knowing anything really and the rare combination of artistic innovation and the purity of spirit that these three kids have just gave me goosebumps the first time i heard it you know sent you know a shivered down my spine and i still feel that way when i listen to that first ep but yeah since then they put out two additional projects an outtakes project and then a big time international release that's almost as good as serve you want to talk about the 1975 connection with big black star kids yeah they uh are currently signed to record label run by uh the british pop rock group the 1975 Dirty it's been a nice, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, yeah, that, that's it. And it's, it's exactly where they belong. They are Black Star Kids, the most exciting act to come from Kansas City in, I don't know, five, maybe even 10 years. They were the last band I saw before quarantine at a first Friday in March down at uh, Revolution Records. And I had, I'd heard a couple of the songs from the Bandcamp page and I went in and I was blown away. These three kids that, Look like they could barely vote, certainly probably not buy a beer legally. And their fans were there. And this was their second show, I believe. And the kids knew every word to every song. I don't know how. And then it became this like pogo in place show where everyone's just jumping up and down. And it was March, so it was a little cooler out. But in that room, it was, I don't know, 100 degrees inside the record store. Not a bad way, I guess, to go out for a last show before quarantine. But uh, we're going to hear my favorite song from the record, from Black Star Kids. Again, the record is called Surf. Now they're signed to Dirty Hit Records because of the band 1975 found out about them. The song we're going to hear is called Sounds Like Fun. Here it is. One, two, three, go!
surfing For your love, I'ma walk the whole earth Think I wanna be a superstar Don't worry about the cost, we can crash your car You don't need an ID, we'll get in the bar Why would anyone not know who we are? I think I changed my mind already I think I wanna go steady Give my life to you, why? Cause I will get married We can be forever, not your boss so we get buried A rocket ship for now, with just a couple kids Even if we don't work, I will still be friends At least I hope that's just a hope, can I live? At least I hope that's just a hope, can I live? At least I hope it's just a hope, can I live? Just another day, really nothing new And I'm late for work, so I gotta run But I'm stoked that I woke up next to you My life with you really sounds like fun Just another day, really nothing new And I'm late for work, so I gotta run But I'm stoked that I woke up next to you My life with you really sounds like fun Just another day, really nothing new And I'm late for work, so I gotta run But I'm stoked that I woke up next to you My life with you really sounds like fun Just another day, really nothing new And I'm late for work, so I gotta run But I'm stoked that I woke up next to you My life with you really sounds like fun from Lawrence, Kansas's own Ashley Ray, one of Bill Brownlee's picks of one of his favorite albums to come out from a local musician in 2020. The song we just heard there was called Slurry. And as he always does, he brings music to us that even in my own backyard, I did not know about. But again, Ashley Ray. And to me, when I heard that, that song, Bill Brownlee, it sounded like Nikki Lane meets Lydia Loveless. And I'm a big fan of both those artists. Happy to play that song on the show and to learn about Ashley Ray from you. Yeah, she was born and raised in Lawrence, Kansas, and she lives in Nashville now. She just uh, did a Tiny Desk concert, one of those at-home editions. She is very much in the vein of the artists you mentioned, but she has a more mainstream streak as well. Uh, she's a She is a hit songwriter, and I think she's going to have a big 2021. 
Again, that was slurry from Ashley Ray. I'm excited to see where that goes, and I need to dive into her catalog some. As I said earlier, usually our picks are really different, and this year we had some similar ones, including, of course, the Black Star Kids, and we're not playing it today, but I'm going to play it next week. I was so excited to see Ebony Tusks on your list. I think that is one of the greatest records to come out of Kansas City, clearly this year, but that record, as well as The Freedom Affair. Um, I know you are a jazz aficionado, and that, that project is so deeply rooted in jazz and soul. I was glad to see some of these familiar names from my list to your list, because usually they're pretty different. Yeah, we have uh, different taste ordinarily, that's for certain. Something we can't do is compare our favorite shows of the year, because that didn't really happen. I think we've all chosen to not acknowledge that there were good or bad shows this year in the first two months of the year. If I I had to make a list off the top of my head, I would put that Black Star Kids. That was a lot of fun. But the greeting committee, they had that sold out show at the Uptown. There's a wonderful music video that the greeting committee created uh, based on footage of that show that I recommend everyone track down. It's, It's lovely. I'm excited to see what what happens to them in uh, 2021. Um, Your next pick on your favorite records to come out of Kansas City is a tough word to say. I'll let you say it. I have trouble with the name myself just because I... I know when I first published the review, I spelled it wrong. So that's that's my primary issue with it. The project is called Flutie Nastiness, and it is the alter ego of Amber Underwood, who is a local music teacher and flutist, or flautist, however you want to say it. And this new album of hers called This Is Me is really a lot of fun. Fun in the same sense as Black Star Kids. It's not, it's kind of a jazz album, but it's also kind of a throwback disco album. Uh, There's a lot of kind of like uh, Freedom Affair. You know, this goes back to the Isley Brothers and the Gap Band and groups of that nature from the uh, 70s and 80s. The song I chose today is called Strobe Light and it is a dance song. First three selections on your list, Black Star Kids, Ashley Ray, and now Flutie Nastiness. You've never seen any of these bands live, right? I've seen Amber Underwood perform, but no, I've never seen Ashley Ray, nor, regrettably, the Black Star Kids. That's been one interesting thing to me is as I've played so much new music this year, how I'm excited to see some of these bands play out to me for the first time. And some of them don't have a lot of gigs under the belt to begin with, but I'm excited to see those projects develop, hopefully in summer 2021, in fall 2021, once we've all got some vaccines floating around inside of us. The song you picked from Flutie Nastiness is called Strobe Light. Anything you want to say about this song? It's a song to put you out on the dance floor, you know, moving your body under the strobe light. It's, it, it makes me really happy, Chris. Great. Well, here's one of Bill Brownlee's picks of one of his favorite songs from a favorite release of 2020 by Kansas City musician, Strobe Light by Flutie Nastiness.
Is music from Mike Dillon. The song is called Can't Make a Sound, one of Bill Brownlee's picks of one of his favorite recordings of 2020 from a Kansas City musician. Hi, Bill. How are you? Hey. Tell us about Mike Dillon. Mike Dillon is a Kansas City mainstay. He's lived in New Orleans for a while, but he came back to Kansas City this year and recorded this new album, Rosewood. It's mostly a solo project. Everything you heard on that Elliott Smith cover was played by Mike. And unlike most Mike Dillon projects, 
he's a he's a percussionist. Unlike most Mike Dillon projects, you don't need an Advil to you know clear your head after hearing it because he's a manic performer. He's one of the loudest performers in Kansas City. But as this new album Rosewood, it shows the other side, and it's a beautiful, beautiful record. Your next pick is from a musician who I played on my show last week, who I called this song the song of the summer. The song was called "96 DiCaprio" by a young Kansas City musician named Joe McKenzie. With every release, Joe McKenzie continues to uh, surprise me and keep us all entertained with intelligent pop lyrics and really well-produced music. Tell us why you picked 96 DiCaprio from Joe McKenzie. Well, uh, Taylor Swift's 2017 album Reputation is one of my favorite albums, even though it pains me to say that because I have a troubled relationship with Taylor. But Reputation is so good. And it's clear that Joe McKenzie agrees with me because she's based her sound on this track on Taylor Swift's reputation. And that's a very good thing. I'm continued to be impressed. And she's 15 years old and putting out stuff that's well beyond her years, I believe, and excited to see where that goes. And I'm happy that you picked this song, 96 DiCaprio from her EP that came out early this year as one of your favorite selections of 2020. We're going to play it for you now. Here's 96 DiCaprio. Mornings are boring till you walk out. How good it feels when you are just around. I see you, I'm see through the words in my mouth. But I'll keep it in, no, won't make a Just a thing If I picked up and left 
fast that you fuck it was music from 070 Shake or 070 Shake, one of the picks by Bill Brownlee as one of his favorite recordings of 2020. We just recounted five of his picks for local albums of the year, and now we're going to jump into national albums, and we're lucky to have Bill Brownlee joining us via Zoom call today. Thanks for hanging out with us, Bill. So glad to be here, Chris. So that's one of your five picks for your favorite national recordings of the year. And I should preface this with things like one year you came on and you gave me a Kanye, Rihanna, Paul McCartney song that had like a billion spins already. It was all over terrible commercial pop radio. And this year, well, I guess at the same time, you were my introduction. I, I'll give you praise too. You were in my introduction to Chance the Rapper. Um, when we played Sunday Candy ah, six years ago or something, maybe at the end of the first year of the show, of the first year of the 8160, this is, we're wrapping up our sixth year right now. So it's the full spectrum. And then this year, your picks are very much, your words, Chris music. They're smaller acts, indie acts. I think we even have an instrumental track by stuff I can't pronounce including, however, I should actually say 070 Shake. But that song was called Guilty Conscious. Tell us about 070 Shake and why you picked that song. Sure. She is a young woman from New Jersey with the uh, 
government name of Danielle Balbuena. She's Dominican, I believe. And I'm glad you already broke the ice by mentioning my touchstone artist, Kanye West, because Danielle came up through Kanye West's system. She was introduced to the world on his 2018 song, Ghost Town, which is maybe the last good thing he's done. She stole that song from him with her verse. And in my mind, Chris, Guilty Conscience is the perfect pop song. That's what pop should be in 2020. I probably played it more than any other song, even though the lyrics have nothing to do with my life, unlike a song we'll play in a little bit. But love the way that evokes old songs like Stand By Me and The Future. As I was just bashing on him, do you feel, or, or, or just how this show has gone in the past, did you feel that because you didn't have to research and review bigger shows that you spent more time this year diving into smaller acts? Perhaps, maybe, but I don't really, when I consider music, I don't make that distinction. Because I listen to things like jazz and opera that have such a you know tiny audience, I don't worry about how big or small something is. I just know what resonates with me. And I don't think, oh, I'm going to listen to Bad Body, one of the most popular artists in the world, and then turn around and listen to some avant-garde jazz recording that maybe has an audience of 25. I, I, don't, I don't worry about that. Speaking of avant-garde, Gil Scott Heron is part of the next song we're going to hear. It's Gil Scott Heron along with Micaiah McCraven. And again, I have no idea who or what Micaiah McCraven is. Tell us about this pick from your list of some of your favorite music from 2020. Yeah, Gil Scott Heron was a jazz poet who died in 2011. Before he died, his last album was called I'm New Here. Micaiah McCraven has remade that album with some of his contemporary jazz pals like uh, Jeff Parker, the guitarist. And Micaiah is shuttles between Chicago and London, and he is emblematic of what is happening in jazz right now. There's a complete reimagining of the way the music should be created or could be created and what it might sound like. And that's exemplified by what he's done to this Gil Scott Heron spoken word track. Well, why don't we take a peek at that now? Here is Running from Gil Scott Heron and Micaiah McCraven. Because I always feel like running, not away, because there's no such place. Because if there was, I would have found it by now. Because it's easier to run, easier than staying and finding out you're the only one who didn't run. Because running will be the way your life and mine will be described, as in the long run, or as in having given someone a run for his money, or as in running out of time, 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 time. Because running makes me look like everyone else, though I hope there will never be cause for that. Because I will be running in the other direction, not running for cover. Because if I knew where cover was, I would stay there and never have to run for it. Causing. Because the thing I fear cannot be escaped, eluded, avoided, hidden from, protected from, gotten away from, not without showing the fear as I see it now. Because closer, clearer, no sir, nearer. Because of you and because of that nice that you quietly, quickly be causing. Because I always feel like running. And because you're going to see me run soon And because you're going to know why I'm running then You'll know then Because I'm not going to tell you now And ready, dig your heels in, not so steady. Wind on the carpet, wait till you find it. I don't have the strength to hide it. 
music from Jayla, their song called Drinking, one of Bill Brownlee's picks of his favorite songs, favorite recordings of 2020. And Jayla is spelled impossibly. You would never spell it correctly from how I'm saying it. It is spelled Z-S-E-L-A. So it looks like Zizela, but it's pronounced Jayla. Bill Brownlee is here joining us via Zoom call, and he's going to clear all this up for us. Tell us about this musician. Well, she is a New York City singer-songwriter, and she put out an EP this year, and this song just jumped out at me, not when it came out in, in the early part of the year, but in more recent months, because, Chris, I began lockdown as a sober vegetarian, and, I don't know, late May, that maybe all fell apart, and then I rediscovered Jayla's song, you know, about isolation and despair and disappointment and self-loathing. I'm like, oh, that's it. That's my theme song. So once I get the vaccine, I'm going to have to uh, put Jayla's drinking behind me and kind of get on the good foot again. What was the last band you saw before quarantine? I went to a concert at the Folly Theater by the Brazilian artist Luciana Souza. And I remember it was, it was wonderful. And, but I remember doing elbow bumps with people then. And we were oh. all laughing about it. Ha ha, this is funny. So That's so funny now. Uh, yeah, that was maybe March the, whatever the weekend was in the middle of March, uh, that was a Saturday Friday, March children. 13th kind of was the, uh, what I remember is that kind of the day it all ended, but maybe that was the 14th. Yeah. So it's either the 13th or the 14th, probably the 14th. And not that it needs to be like the biggest act in the world, but what would be the one show you'd love to be the first show back for you to see? Oh, you already know what it is. It's Black Star Kids. That's awesome. You know, yeah. I met with them at a coffee shop in March because I was 
preparing to do a feature about right. them. And, you know, they were charming. And I was so delighted to spend time with those children, but I still have yet to see them. And they're at the very top of my list. And I wonder how that would go. I mean, I know your favorite part of a hip hop concert is when it's a live hip hop show and Black Star Kids, when I saw them, it's three kids with mics and then a guy on the back with triggers and a keyboard firing their songs away. What that would look like on, um, and what room it would be in. I don't even know what room that could play to, um, you know, here at this station, we've talked about them so much this year, you know, on social media, they're doing their thing and on Spotify, they're doing well, but it'd be great to see them bust out some crazy show. Yeah, I, you know, DeAndre is the kid with the hair is, I think, an accomplished musician. So I know, and maybe the others are too, but I know DeAndre at least could, you know, pick up an instrument during a show and play. So, but I can't wait to see either way. Yeah, that record to me, I love Blood Orange and I love TV on the radio. And it's, it's so much what I think of both of the, what makes both of those bands great is what they have on, on that record. And um, I'm such a fan of it and excited to see where 2021, 2022 goes for them. And if a year was ever robbed from a, a band in a significant way, those guys were blindsided by this. Yeah, I just hope they can maintain that innocent edge that makes them so charming. You know, if it, you just don't know with young people how they're going to adjust to life and their music as they age. And I think just that, that kind of exuberance that they have is right. essential to their music. And I have my fingers crossed that they're not going to lose that because in part because of this horrible year. Well, your next pick is a musician, another musician I did not know, named Beatrice Dillon. And this song is called Work Around One. Tell us about Beatrice Dillon. She is a London electronic producer who is at the cutting edge of the type of music I listen to, which kind of touches on classical music, jazz, footwork, dance music. And her new album is just astonishing in its use of space. And she contrasts on each track in this new album, her electronic sounds with organic music made by you know actual musicians. And on this track, it's the British uh, tabla player, Cool Jit Bamra, playing tabla against Beatrice's electronic music. And it can transport you to another place if you let it. I am so excited you picked an electronic musician to include on your list because when those annoying Spotify lists come out at the end of the year and everyone posts them everywhere, my top two artists are Tycho and John Hopkins. And that's what I listen to. I listen to so much electronic music. Like you said, one, it lets you transport somewhere if you want to go. And two, it keeps me sane as I plow through spreadsheets for whatever project I'm working on. But I don't remember you ever having an electronic musician on that we played on this show or even on your lists in the past. No, it, my tastes are always evolving. And I think part of this is my opera binge. I'm listening to a lot of uh, contemporary musicians like Philip Glass and Steve Reich. And you know, Beatrice Dillon is part of that. There's a connection between electronic music and a lot of contemporary classical music. That's awesome to hear. Uh, well, here we're going to hear music from Beatrice Dillon, one of Bill Brownlee's picks of one of his favorite recordings of 2020. Here is a song called Work Around One.
And that was music from Beatrice Dillon, one of Bill Brownlee's picks of one of his favorite recordings of 2020. He's been joining us this week via a Zoom call, talking about his favorite local, favorite Kansas City recordings of 2020, as well as his favorite national and international recordings of 2020. In a year filled with so much craziness, he's thinking this is the year he's listened to more music than he's listened to in a long time. In addition to that, a whole lot of opera. Thanks for joining us. I miss you. I miss seeing you at shows. I miss talking to you at shows before and after shows in the encore breaks, in the parking lots. And uh, definitely uh, you're one of my favorite humans. I don't know if, I, if I've seen you since my wedding, which was a year ago, a couple of days ago. That may be the last time I took a uh, my trip of a lifetime in January. So I was out of commission then. Yeah. And then, yeah, things got, I had to catch up in March and then February and then the lockdown hit. So what? I miss you too. So our final pick we're going to hear is the music of Giotti. And that is spelled impossibly, like so many other musicians you pick for us today. Giotti is J-Y-O-T-I. And the song we're going to hear is called Bemonable Lady GX. Well, it's a G-Mix. Giotti is Georgia Ann Muldrow, who is a rapper, soul musician, and sometimes a jazz musician. And she put out an uh, album this year that's my favorite international jazz album called Mama, You Can Bet. And on it, she reinterprets this Charles Mingus song that was called Bimonable Lady. And what I love about her is she has an informal approach to jazz that bypasses the very high barrier of entry to the music. She has a completely fresh approach to the sound that includes her love of hip-hop and R&B. And I, I just love what she's doing. And to me, this is another example of why jazz in this new decade is so exciting. Thank you for joining us this week. And I always appreciate your insight and stories. And it's always fun to spar a little bit on this show and catch up via Zoom. Thanks for hanging out with us. Happy uh, holidays to you and yours. And uh, thanks for sharing this music with us. Thanks so much, Chris. And I can't wait to see you post-vaccine. Uh, we're going to wrap up this week's show. Again, music from Giotti. The song is called Be Modable Lady G-Mix. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.